What is up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds beat Tulsa while also receiving word that we get to face our old foe since he wants more, and we are going to break it all down. Let's go! We were saying off air how I just like, I feel weird doing that on camera. I, for years I've done that and it's just been you guys and I don't really care, but like to now do it and know that there's other people watching me sitting there making a weird face yelling, go, I, it's, it's bizarre. So just go off camera, like slowly, like go to the side yeah. so people can't see you <laughs> as yeah. you're yelling. That'll be the move from now on. I'll just yeah. like fade off screen. Okay, good. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do That'd that. Great. I like that. I like that. Good call. Um, so, Josh, before we do the victory beverage, what's uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta wait, okay? Um, listen, right, go listen, ahead, go ahead. I gotta say, I gotta say, um, that I got a special package. Melody oh, yeah. from Victory drove to my house this week, totally unexpected. Like, literally, I was doing something and there was a knock at the door, and I opened it, and there is this strange lady holding a paper bag. And I was like, and she was like, Are you Mike Sparks? And I'm like, yeah yes. and she was like hey a melody for victory and like handed me a 12 pack and like a t-shirt and stuff and i was like no way so i have my own now it's very tasty but i'm still allowing this to be your thing josh so yeah just go ahead and do it and we'll, okay fine there <laughs> you go victory beverage anyway. yeah okay <laughs> well josh is having his victory beverage kev what uh what was going on this were you in atlanta this weekend i was in atlanta this weekend yes what were you doing in Atlanta? I uh, went to go see like my first concert in probably like eight or nine years. Um, Is it John Mayer? No, <laughs> no. But there's why a story did I there. ask that, Kev? <laughs> yeah, no. I went to go see uh, Bonnie Bear, um, which was really fun, really cool. Um, but no, we're uh, we we were before the show. We went to go get drinks at a fancy bar, and. Riley and I sit down at the bar. I went in the bar and, you know, I'm kind of turned to her and she's kind of at the end of the bar. So she gets to see the entire bar and I'm going through the checklist in my mind. It was, it was going to be a cold night in Atlanta. It was going to be like, you know, mid forties and it was an outdoor concert and an amphitheater. I was like, all right, I was going through much. I was like, I got two socks on. I got two pairs of pants. I got the, and she just um, interrupts me and goes, John Mayer's in the corner. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so, and like, you can't, you know, react to that as you want to. So I was like, and I got my gloves. And, I got my <laughs> and then, I, you know, I tried to find an excuse to turn around. And sure enough, you know, John Mayer was in the corner having a drink. And he was, he did two shows in Atlanta this weekend. Um, so, uh, yeah, he had, he was talking to someone. He had what we assumed was like a security guard kind of just chilling nearby and making sure no one was going to do anything. But, um, yeah, that was pretty wild. <laughs> I was picturing you doing the, uh, there was an episode of Parks and Rec where Aziz Ansari was at a fancy dinner or a fancy lunch and <laughs> there was somebody behind him. They were like, don't look. And he just like, like turned and just gawked. And I was just waiting yeah. for you to say you did that. Just, huh? Right. 
Riley made that reference. She's like, don't do the <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> don't do the Tom Haverford. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, so I, I usually don't have, you know, anything to say or yeah. what I did over the weekend. But when I do. I how, was, how was the concert? Was it good? Oh, it was you, a lot were, of fun, were you yeah. warm enough at the concert now that we know everything you were wearing? It was still cold. <laughs> I mean, I was definitely like better than the people we walk, we saw walking in with like a t-shirt and like a crop top sweatshirt. <laughs> like, but uh yeah, like mid forties at night for three hours. Yeah, you're gonna be cold. Like so um we were cold, but uh no, it was it was great. Like I said, I haven't been to a concert in a long time and um I really, yeah, I really liked the band, and it was it was a really cool concert. I, I missed it. What was the band again? Bon Iver, Bon Iver. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know who they are. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, they haven't put out a new album in a while, but uh, um, they're torn, torn now, and it's a good show. Mike, I just realized you could have had a victory beverage. I, I, this is why I know I, I totally forgot Pittsburgh sports all the time. Um, just pointed out in the stream have two of those this week so i totally could have had a victory beverage with you um i was i was too busy thinking that it's like your thing i still enjoy them it's still fine and you know it's not too late we can we can vamp or ban whatever it's called (laughs) yeah while i run over and get one it's okay because then the kids would think that i was done recording and they'd flood in and then you'd hear all the the nonsense but um josh how was your weekend (laughs) Good, good. I just blinked out what I did. Oh yeah, I went to Steel City Con. Basically, oh a, nice. Nerd convention. Way too busy there. Like it was claustrophobic and like not good. We 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 did not last very long there. Um. So that was. It was fun though. Like it was. I, I like. Essentially, it's like a giant garage sale. Usually, you just like go to booth to booth and be like, oh cool, old toys, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that, comics and art. Got some local artists' uh comic book um so talk to him for a little bit it's it's kind of weird like y- you forget how like excited they are just to like see someone buy their stuff because it was like can i can i get a picture of you holding the comic i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> am i the only one who bought this, this today like <laughs> should i be rethinking this purchase know, like wait a second <laughs> but no that's cool uh yeah so that was the big thing yeah that's awesome. Where was it held? Out of curiosity, Monroeville Mall. I mean, the oh, convention cool. center, Monroe, not the mall, yeah. but Monroeville Convention yeah. Center. It's been there cool. forever. Steel City Con, like they, they have like three times a year. A lot of famous people, like that's what draws people there. It's like signings with famous people. Chevy Chase was there. John oh, Berthold, really? uh Christina Ricci. Um, wow. I'm blanking on everyone else. Oh, Christopher Lloyd was there what yeah so a lot of cool people like the thing is like you have to like stay online for hours you have to like pay like a hundred and some dollars for their autograph for a picture with them it's like "Mm, i'm good yeah yeah that's always the you know a bummer whenever you have to pay for autographs i had a buddy who was in the air force and apparently dan Aykroyd was on on base the one day and so he was super excited and uh the only way you could get his autograph was if you bought some of his what is it um crystal head vodka or whatever it is that he sells now like you had to buy one of those and then he would sign something for you and i was like oh that's i get it but like that's yeah that's crappy uh robert the guy who plays freddy he was he walked by me so that was cool i'm like hey look that's freddy krueger freddy krueger yeah (laughs) 
I mean, those are some names. Like that's legit for Monroeville Mall. So, for right. sure. <laughs> yeah. Guys, just um, hang out at fancy bars. That's all you need to do. That's the other thing. Dollars on an autograph. Spend hundreds of dollars on drinks, and you'll get yeah, a right. <laughs> <laughs> But that was the we actually. Um, we also ran into, I don't know if you guys know who this is, Stephen McKinley Henderson. I can he's Google it right now and pretend like I do, but no, I don't. Yeah, no he, idea. he's an actor. He was in Dune. Uh, oh, like the new right. Dune or the old Dune? The new Dune. <laughs> okay. Um, he was in Lady Bird, apparently. I don't know. I've seen him on stuff. You're totally just on familiar. IMDb right now. Yeah, you're like, looking at his IMDb right now. <laughs> you don't know, know who he is. I am. Of course I do. I didn't even like... I wasn't like, oh my gosh, that's Stephen McKinley Henderson. No, we were like, oh, that's <laughs> <a> name. <laughs> uh, um, well, real quick, I wanted to just reference that um, a number of people I mentioned. Uh, so, for those who don't know, whenever we send out tweets from the Mongols Twitter handle, it's most likely me. Um, I'm the one who does all of that. Um, I mentioned that there weren't going to be any live tweets uh, during the game on Saturday because I was at the hospital with one of my dogs um, and a lot of people sort of responded and sent well wishes. Uh, Tug is doing great. Um, Long story short, uh, in the morning he had a nosebleed and so we started to freak out. We called the vet. They said it's either absolutely nothing or it's really, really serious. (laughs) We were like, oh, great, thanks. There's a nice little spectrum there for us to work on. So um, after a while, I ended up driving. It ended up taking two hours. I took him to uh, PDSEC, which is the animal hospital in the North Hills. Spent, I think, six hours there with him. They did all sorts of scans. The people there were amazing. Um, Highly recommend it. Uh, But uh, ultimately... we sort of chalked it up to the fact that because he also has bronchitis and he's coughing a lot, it just was sort of natural. And so he's back to normal eating, drinking, playing everything, but appreciate, you know, all the, all the well wishes. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's sort of what happened there. Um, guys, let's, uh, let's talk about the game since Josh already cracked open the victory beverage. Um, we, uh, the hounds go to Tulsa. We win four to three. We get two goals from Dequa, a goal from Kelly, a goal from Dixon, just to sort of set things up a little bit. Um, I think this is the first time that we've started with both Dequa and Kelly at the same time. I could be wrong. I haven't, I didn't do enough research, but it feels like it. But basically we start with Silva in goal. We had Peters, Ardonias, and Wheat as our back three. That seems to be a pattern. And then across the middle, we had uh, Dos Santos, Rivera, Griffin, Forbes, and Dixon. Seeing Rovi sort of inside with Danny was interesting. And then you had the way it lined up, you had Dequa and Kelly. Dequa playing a little bit beneath Kelly. But really, once play started going, um, it was a bit more of Kenny pushing up a little bit higher. So it felt almost more like a 3-4-2 or 3-4-3. Sorry. Um, I mean, you know, watching this game through the tweets from Steve and other people was really interesting to try to get a sense for like, what the heck was actually going on. Um, you know, the phrase crazy fun times was thrown around a lot. I think Liz said it was more like crazy nervous times. Um, but I guess my, my, well, no, we'll get to that at the end. Uh, Josh, give me a takeaway. I'm assuming you were watching this in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, half of it I was watching on my phone while at Ty Tamron, uh, 
getting food after the the con <laughs> so it was like on my phone watching it and then we got home for the second half so that was good uh but the first half was i would say eh, no, the beginning of the second half was also fun but yeah it was it, it was just really cool to see the team clicking so well and like it feeling good <laughs> and, and and feeling confident even after the uh the own goal uh it was you know for the longest time in this game, smooth sailings was great to watch. It was like, man, we are dominating. I thought Tulsa was good. This is great. This is fantastic. And we'll talk about it. But uh, then the last, you know, 10 minutes, it was like, oh, no, <laughs> this this could be bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we scored the first five goals of the game, to be fair. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's kind of what <laughs> happened. Um, yeah, I, I mean... We'll get into it now, I guess. Uh, Josh, so I obviously knew the scoreline as we got, you know, I went back and rewatched the game on Sunday because I wasn't watching it live. Um, I, you know, t- watching it live, did you actually have the feeling that Tulsa could have scored the tying goal? Like I, maybe just from the fact that I knew the final score, I never really felt like it was in doubt. Like they had moments, but there was nothing that I thought was like really scary and they were actually going to put one in. I mean, it's the fact that the final 10 minutes, they scored two goals in a row. Right. It felt like the wheels were falling off really quickly. And like at any moment, they had the momentum at that point. And so it's like, dear God, hold on. Like, do not let them get that, you know, third goal, essentially for them. Fourth mm-hmm. goal, actually, um, just because it was just it, it, you felt unnerved at the at just at the momentum they were having at that at that moment. So yeah. it did feel like it. And it's. It's really, you know, it's one of those things where when you have like a complete line change from both sides, essentially, like both sides use five subs within like 10 minutes before that happening. So it's like it's a whole new ballgame at that point. All new players are out there pretty much. Uh, And so it it was just kind of you you couldn't go off of the momentum you had going into all this because it was so many new players on both sides where it's like, no, this is a different game now. Like this is like, might as well be starting from the whistle um, and just hoping that these sets of players can play well against each other and we can come out on top. Yeah. Kev, I want to get to your takeaways in a second, but Josh, you sort of mentioned the whole substitute thing and I'm wondering, we We'll get to the highlights. Like there were some really good points in this game, but it does make me wonder, this is sort of the second game recently where it seems like after we started making our subs, we lost a lot of momentum. And I don't know if that's on the players you put in or if I don't know, I don't know if that's a formation change, but in the 65th minute, we took off Kelly, Dequa and Dixon, which were like three of our most attacking players. And we put in Williams, Biasi and Ciceroni. Now Ciceroni I mean, his job was basically stay up top and put pressure on. Like his his average position was higher than any of those guys, and it was him chasing around the ball a lot in, in uh, uh, against Tulsa's defense. But you know, you pulled out your three attacking players, and you basically put in a center back and and you know quasi wing back, and we were up four to one at that point, and it just made me feel like you know was that a sign that we were taking our foot off the gas, and was that assigned to Tulsa, like go for it. They're not going for any more. And a similar thing happened when we played Detroit, where we talked about, it seemed like we made a substitution and we brought uh, Forbes in. And for whatever reason, that seemed like the signal to Detroit to like step on it and go. And we were sort of sitting back a little bit more. 
So I don't know, Kev, what did you think about the, the formation? I'm not, I'm not necessarily putting blame. It just feels like an odd coincidence that it was after our substitutions were put in that the, the table seemed to like tilt back towards our, our direction. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of maybe attribute that to two things. One being, you know, I, I think this team is really good, but maybe they lack that kind of like, I don't know, steel champion conviction, like nerve of just knowing that, you know, I, th- I think right now everyone everyone has high confidence, high belief in themselves, and, and they all know that this is an incredible team. But then also, I don't know, like it, it's they're they're enjoying it. It's fun. They're scoring goals. They're playing really well. And I think and but there's a like someone in the team almost needs to like yell at them when they're up four one when someone does something wrong, right? And like that, no one feels like no one's gonna do that other than Lily, maybe. You know, like it's like it's fine. It's four one. Which, blah, blah, blah. which by the way, the fact that there was like a board that Lily couldn't cross and he's like <laughs> leaning over the side, like yelling, on the, I thought that was thoroughly enjoyable. Continue. Um, but no, I think like that and the second point being, um, I think it, I mean, it is it's maybe, I don't know, maybe it's especially earlier in the season. I mean, it is hard to kind of have two gears that you can switch into. Um, I think everything that we've seen so far has been, um, the hounds playing the way the hounds want to play. But yeah, when you make those substitutions and you change the entire structure of how everything is being done, I mean, yeah, you're saying, okay, change the gears now. And we're just, you know, Lily would never admit to this and the players would never admit to it. They would say, no, it's just different person now. We still want to attack. We still want to play the same way. But you're you're defending more. Like, yeah. And and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it's like a bad tactical decision. Right. Yeah, when you're up four one away from home, sure, like you can you, you should be able to say, all right, look, we'll just kill the game and get out of here. I, it is harder to do, especially when you're kind of in the group. You know, so you can kind of maybe chalk it up to those two things. But and, and maybe it's something that we'll get better at doing as we go on. I I do think it's a very hard thing to do. I think it's a sign of like a champions level team when you can do it, but to be able to just completely control the game in different ways over 90 minutes, is just really hard. Like I, I think the hounds control the game in their way that they did it for the first, you know, 70, 80 minutes. Um, but then to change the way they're approaching the game and still try to control the game, I think is really hard. That's kind of proved. Yeah. Yeah, Burger Brand um, mentioned in the uh, in the chat. No one got hurt from the dirt, right? I didn't see any. Um, it did not appear that way. And to be fair, I think the dirt was turf. Like I know I was worried because baseball fields we played on in the past. Like the dirt is dirt, and it's bad. And like the turf's like peeling up around it, and like it's a hazard. But this is still a baseball field. But it seemed like it was more turf than not. And so the guys didn't necessarily look like they were hesitating as much as they did in the past at say Louisville or, or other fields like that. So that's a it's positive. A, it's very Brown. Are we sure it's turf? Like, I, I like, aren't there baseball fields that they'll use turf uh, and just put dirt like right where the bases are. Like they'll go back and like lay dirt down. I don't know. I don't really watch baseball. I'm not a baseball guy. And yeah, I, I've I've seen more baseball fields by watching lower league soccer in America. Yes, than I have <laughs> yeah. actually by watching baseball in America. So yeah, 
No, yeah. that's totally fair. Um, guys, one thing that really struck me at the beginning of the game and like I, <laughs> I tweeted it out and I completely forgot like even what I was saying was we announced our starting lineup and I saw, you know, Dixon and Kelly and Dequa and I just thought, holy crap like that is a starting 11 and i forget who it was it might have been steve who pointed out he was like um cicerone's on the bench <laughs> i was like right <laughs> oh yeah like how do you get cicerone so like the depth of this team still sort of ceases to amaze me because our bench had cicerone we had our gudo on the bench kelly rosales ibarra mikel williams and biasi we have damn dambrot sims borso and iang that didn't even make the bench like those four guys alone would be starters on some other teams in the USL and they didn't even make the bench. And so I, I think one of the things that I'm curious about, and we'll see if we get a chance to ask Lily or not is does having, first of all, it, it feels a bit like an embarrassment of riches, but does that actually put more pressure on him in terms of trying to determine a starting 11? Because in the past, it was like you could pencil in like the starting 10 and maybe there was one that was a wild card. But now you've got so many toys to play with that if you get something wrong, it's kind of on you because you have all of these other guys you could have used in different spots or whatever it may be. So I'm sure he says he'll say it's a good problem to have, but it's still a very different kind of problem than what we've seen of hounds in the past. It's so. definitely a good problem to have though, because especially for a tactician like Lily, to have the the tools that he can just play with and actually like come up with these weird formations and and like what was it uh usl tactics had a whole Mm -hmm. tweet thread about like watching the hounds play this game was crazy and seeing like the different formations the different ways that was just so fluid and like it it was just you know reading through that and like trying to like analyze the whole thing i was like wow this is like amazing to think that lily has this at his disposal right now so yeah we go up for not or for one, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't for the own goal. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it just shows you what he has to work with. If everyone's yeah. healthy, if, and Tulsa is a good team. So it's not even like yeah. it was like, you know, against him bottom feeder team. So it's, it's exciting what he's going to be able to do this season. Yeah. Um, Got to give a shout out to our buddy, John at USL tactics. He, he cranks out more content in like an hour than I think we do all season. It's, it's really kind of <laughs> ridiculous, but Kev, go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I was just going to say about the depth. I mean, I think we talked about it before and I agree it, particularly in the attacking positions and maybe the midfield um, defensively, you know, we have Mikel Williams and then I don't know who else, you know, if, if someone get me, you know, he, he likes Ordonez, Wheaton Peters, um, I don't know how much that would change. I think Williams is a good center back. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know how much faith he has outside of, like, I know he has faith in Williams. I don't know how, how much faith he has in, in any other options at center back. That, and while I think we're deep at midfield, um, you know, yeah, Danny Griffin continues to show. I mean, I think it was Griffin, Ciceroni, maybe like Ordonez. And maybe Peters were the only ones coming into this week that have like started every game. So Cicerone now drops out of that list. Griffin continue. I mean, I think Griffin got the most minutes last season. Yep. Um, Last two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. He's on track to do that again. Um, So, you know, and what's, you know, but I guess, I guess that's an okay thing. I'm, I'm, I'm hinting that like, you know, 
maybe i don't know like if griffin goes down or whatever but like he hasn't been injury prone so you know it's he's he's, he's been stable over the past few uh, few years so maybe maybe something at, at, at defense that we look a little shaky on if some if some injuries go or people go out on international duty but um yeah i mean i think everywhere else we we do look pretty pretty deep yeah I mean, I, I not seeing much of Biasi except for you know the past few games. I think he looks really solid out wide. I thought that Dos Santos stepped in. I, I don't know how much of this is just Lily making sure that everybody's getting minutes or what, but I mean, Dos Santos got the assist on Dequa's second goal and looked decent. Um, you know, coming into this game, Sims literally. I mean, we'll talk about the Open Cup game. Sims scored two yeah. goals in the Open Cup game and didn't even make the bench <laughs> in this one. And then prior to that, I think everyone was, you know, singing the praises of Dambrot as well. Like it was like, those are going to be our two outside backs, not even considering that Alex Dixon played outside back for, you know, so much time last year. Rovi played outside back for so much of last year. And now we're I really like place. Rivera in the middle. I, I think he's good in the middle along with Griffin. Telling you, yeah. man, I called that like two years ago. I was like, watch this guy. He's going to okay. be fire. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take credit for that one. Um, <laughs> So let me ask you this. Uh, the Well, we'll get to Danny Trejo is the leading goal scorer in the USL with five goals. He plays for Vegas, so we're going to see him this weekend. The next two guys on that list are Dane Kelly and Albert Dequa with four goals apiece. So what are your guys' thoughts on, you know, I think going into the season, a lot of us were thinking that it would be sort of a, a lone man up top and then you would have sort of a Cicerone and you'd have a Dixon and you'd have Forbes sort of making runs behind him. But what do you guys think? You know, Kev, what do you think about playing with sort of two number nines? And do you think that like, which, which one of them do you think will have more goals at the end of the season? I mean, they obviously proved it in this game, right? If I was like, no, I don't think it can work. You can be like <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> so, yeah, Fair. I mean, like, I, I think it worked. I, I mean, I'm I'm really impressed with Dequa. Um, That's what I was going to say, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I obviously I'm impressed with Kelly, but on some level I, I had high expectations for Kelly coming into the season. Um, Dequa has just surprised me. I mean, he's been clinical. I, he's missed chances too. It's not like he's just like batting a thousand right now and hitting every one of the shots in. Um, I can, I can remember a, a few other games where, you know, he's gotten close. So no, I think, I mean, what do you do? You know, I, once again, it, just, it gives Lily options, which he'll, he'll like. And uh, I mean, I think Kelly will probably been, I don't know. Kelly just, He's so freaking polished and and just yeah I mean like he's like the way he slotted away his goal today um today uh, against Tulsa was you know just just super experienced super you know just guy on his shoulder whatever comes in one on one slots it and you know he makes it look easy and I think that's that's the the best thing you can say about him so I think Kelly still probably finishes the year but I mean they they both look really good Josh what do you think. Yeah, I mean, it's probably gonna be Kelly, but I, I, I'm rooting for Dequa. I think that'd be cool. Um, speaking of that, it's uh, I think I made a tweet about it, but it's three games now, three three braces, all three games, the last three games. So we had yeah. like, what is it, Dane Kelly, Toby Sims, and then Dequa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Dequa. Yeah. Yeah. So three games in a row, three braces in a row. So who's next? Who gets right? the brace against who, who gets the brace against Vegas? Call your shot. Yep. Dixon. Yep. Dixon. I'm gonna say Cicerone. 
Cicerone. Cicerone yeah. has been playing the same type of game as he used to. So I don't know. Like, yeah, it just it, I don't think it's actually like he's fallen off. I think it's more like just his position on the field yeah, is not yeah. the same. So he's not yeah. getting those chances like he used to. I think he's yeah. hungry, though. I think he sees everybody else. scoring. So. He's like, I want it. Give it to me. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, guys, I mean, we have really sort of like two to three other games to talk about in this one. <laughs> what other uh, what other takeaways do you guys have here for this one? Uh, a couple more points on, on the Tulsa game. I think we it's a continued evolution of just, yeah, this team growing and clicking together. The well, um, OK, so for the for the Kelly goal. I went back and, you know, watching the highlights before we, we did the show. Um, I think in the lead up, there was like two occurrences where from the bystander, arguably our players like misplaced their pass. But another hound was behind and just picked up and continued to play. And I think to me that that's a, that's a scenario of a team that knows what they're doing, a team that knows like I, I'm here when you're here. I make these runs when you're in these positions and I cover here and I pick up here. So, I mean, yeah, it was like, it looked like they misplaced the pass, but another hound was right there to pick it up and continue to play. And, and, you know, it eventually falls to Kelly and, and Kelly slots it. Um, I thought that was really impressive. And I thought once again, I mean, there are so many occasions on the goals that we scored as well as the opportunities we created we're getting four or five guys in the box um, when we're when we're creating chances. I think when you go back and look over the past, you know, four or five years that we've been doing this, in the times that we've been really struggling, it's been, you know, a lone striker just trying to trying to create a chance in the box by himself. Um, and now we're just getting more and more people flooding the box. I mean, two two of our goals against Tulsa come from just working it out wide you know, putting a low hard cross through through the box and we have, you know, Dequa and Kelly, one of the, you know, some of the best in the game right now, just sniffing around the box and, and trying to, you know, put away chances. So I, I think, it, yeah, I mean, it, I've, I've just been really impressed at how well this early in the season, um, the players know where to be, know how to click off of each other, know, you know, know how to make those runs and, and know where to look for the runs. So, um yeah, I mean, more and more optimistic by the week. I mean, this is, you know, I, I, if you can believe it, I have still, like, I'm not looking at the table. I don't really, like, I, I could do the math probably in my head, but, like, I don't know how many points we have off the top of my head. Like, I know we're undefeated, but, like, you know, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's incredible what they're doing so far this season, and, yeah, yeah. long may continue. This is the game, I think for the past few weeks, I've been saying that, it felt like we were still a few weeks away from sort of clicking. It felt like we were still making passes to where we thought players were going to be and they weren't there. And this feels like that first game that that didn't happen. That feels like we were gelling more and hopefully this is just sort of that first step as we continue to progress forward. So would be neat to tighten up that defense at the end, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean the, 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 they're, first goal i mean i guess it's technically their second goal i think it was a great it it felt like a scramble um but it it sort of felt like it was lost from a great individual shoulder to shoulder effort on williams where he sort of got pushed off the ball which allowed the cross to go in and then it was just like 
literally it felt like the guy was falling over and just poking at it with his left foot. And that that's put it in. The second one was just a ball over the top and they got beat. And I think that's one area that will be interesting to continue to watch with this team moving forward is we've seen a couple of other teams try to beat the hounds that way. And one of the ways that we try to snuff that out is by having our center bats sort of step up and win the balls before the players have a chance to make a run in. So you have guys trying to play the ball long from the defense, but that's typically a little too long for guys to be making runs. And that was not the case here. It was the guys further upfield and could actually drop it over their shoulder into the 18. And when they're running backwards, that's where we run into problems. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how Lily tightens that up as we head into next week and the following week. But um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think our, our center backs are best when the game's in front of them. And yeah. they can be aggressive. They can step forward and like you know make a challenge. When, yeah, when when you ask them to run back and be one on one in scenarios, I mean, I don't know how many center backs at this level in the USL are great at one on one situations. It's it's a hard thing to do. But, um, yeah, two yeah. goals in less than minutes isn't isn't great. But still, I mean, the number of times that great it was for, like great. I was gonna say great for me. This is what I wanted at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, four yeah. three was my ideal. <laughs> like, so, this is great. But it's still it's still sort of amazing to me the number of times that you see Peters and Ordonez and Wheat that are like halfway into the opposing team's half playing balls. Like we totally shorten the field in a way that I have just not seen us done or do in the past four years since Lily got here. So that's crazy. The number of times we drop balls back and it's to those guys. And, you know, they're almost within striking distance. And it's just like, wow. So... Sorry, Lily just comes up at the press conference afterward, afterwards, grabs the mic, Lily ball, drops the That's mic, right. walks away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was funny too, like on the stream, you know, watching the announcers and somebody called that on Twitter where they were still like Pittsburgh, one of the most defensive teams in the league. And it's like maybe statistically, but yeah. like their style of play is much more like defense by offense like we limit your chances because we're having so many chances in your end so yeah we'll see hopefully some of these announcers will will start doing some real homework and like know what lily's actually about so um one other thing i thought it was really weird and this is not to throw dirt at at at, uh at roby and uh i will say that you know when we were talking about braces i We'll have to hear him out at some point. But Steve is predicting that Rovi will be the one to get the brace uh, this weekend in Vegas. So we'll have to sort of see whether or not that plays out. But the own goal was accredited to Silva, not Rovi. And I'm like, Rovi clearly shot it at him. Like, this wasn't like <laughs> he passed it back and he, like, fumbled the ball. Like, he was trying to make a save and it went in. If it was the opposing team that shot that, they wouldn't have called it an own goal on Silva. They would have been like, the guy scored. So for like the USL stats to be like, ah, that's an own goal on Silva. It's like, eh, I guess, whatever. Call it what you will. Um, yeah. Anything else on this one, guys, before we talk about the uh, the Open Cup, open cup match midweek? Let's go to the Open Cup. Let's go to the Open Cup. So on Tuesday, uh, the Maryland Bobcats of Nisa came to Highmark Stadium. Um, the Hounds ended up walking away with a, uh, a 2 nothing win to sort of punch their ticket into the next round, thanks to two goals from Toby Sims. I think one of the most encouraging things about this game is something that we had talked about where you have a lot of guys that got minutes. So, you know, our, our new signee keeper weight, he got some minutes in the back. 
you still had Ordonez and Williams playing in the back, but we also gave the other Williams some minutes, which was great. You got to see Kelly Rosales and Ibarra get some time starting. Borso's in there. You got Ayang up top, got some start minutes. So I think that was one of the most encouraging things. And like nobody got hurt. So that's that's really sort of the big one. Um, Josh, were you were you there for the the pregame and through the it was raining, right? Oh, it was, yeah. like, it, was it was yeah. peak open cup. When I say that, I mean crap conditions. Middle of the week, hardly attended. It was, you know, it's 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 definitely fun to be at an open cup game because it's just kind of more a little bit more fluid and mayhem type game. Mm-hmm. It, it, it reminds me of back at like early days of USL and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no drums, just flags banging on the stands to keep the beat. And yeah, it was it was a blast. Uh talking a lot of crap to the keeper since there's no one there. He can definitely <laughs> hear you the whole time. We, I believe we got cursed out by the keeper after he left at halftime, nice. which is always a good sign that you've done your job. That's right. Uh, also got the old uh, squirt the water bottle towards the fans because he's angry at you. Wow, <laughs> Just, you, you were really in his head. All right. Gave him the old uh, left, right, left, right as he's walking away at halftime and him just kind of like <laughs> trying to walk differently because he's annoyed. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, there was a little bit of uh, travel support, which was also nice to see. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, since it is a midweek game, we decided to go to Home Run Harry's, uh, the bar that's inside Station Square. Um never actually been there before because i walked by it like in 2013 and it was carpeted bar with smoking and it was like oh this is terrible let's never go here uh but it's been updated and remodeled and looks great in there and it was actually pretty cool so yeah yeah it was a fun time and getting the win obviously is a great time it's it's open cups one of those things where especially when you're playing the first couple rounds where if you lose it's devastating because you lost against a lower side but if you win it's expected so it's like eh, you know you you can't get too excited about the win because it's like well yeah you just beat a bunch of amateurs good job but you still don't want to go in and lose so it was fun and I think this is a case too where, you know, we talked about the depth of the team. I don't think Lily could have done what he did in this game in previous years. We just didn't have this many players that had this ability. And, you know, Toby Sims, I already put it up on the screen from uh, our buddy Fez overseas, old, old Toby boy. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the first goal, like, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, but. That took some skill, like across the body, almost backwards to the back corner and like keep moving forward on his feet. So kudos to him. And the second goal is just a rip. Like he just he got it and knew exactly where he wanted it. So I guess I, mean, I want to know if he is able to watch a replay of this game. Like, is it on YouTube as a replay? I haven't checked because he wasn't able to watch it live uh, because it's not broadcast in the UK. And yeah. uh, I feel like it's a shame that, you know, his boy Toby scores a brace and he can't watch it. So I'm hoping there's some way that he can actually watch the whole game now. Yeah. If not, we should make that happen. (laughs) We should. I I was going to say, if not on the hounds Twitter account, there's at least some like highlights of the goals. So you can see Toby's uh, goals. If you go on the Twitter account, if you go, if you go back far enough, but I was going to say Toby's first goal. I mean, I like, like 
short of like Forbes's rocket in the corner earlier this season, I really liked that goal. I mean, like I what I think was it um the, one of the center backs was it was it Peters who started off the attack for Toby Sims's first? It was one of our center backs who like like made the pass of the season as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it, it was incredible. It was this like 40 yard arcing ball behind the defense that one of our wingers, I forget who, ran onto and just put a cross into the box and and Toby crashed the back post and got in front of his man and put it away. It was perfect, perfect, clean. Everything was systematized. It was beautiful pass to kick it off. And it was, yeah, I... I, I remember when I saw that, I was like, holy crap, that was, that was incredible. So, yeah, like, <laughs> Conardo Forbes, eat your heart out as far as the pass is concerned. But, yeah, no, I, I loved Toby's first goal. And his, you know, golfer uh, celebration, that was, uh, that was nice. Yeah. Fez just confirmed that he was able to watch the replay. So, All right. good, I'll good, sleep good easy news. tonight. Yeah. We got to <laughs> look, man. I mean, if we've got Hounds fans over in the UK, we at least got to support them. Like, come on. Like, make sure they can sure. watch the team crying out loud um yeah and for those who who you know don't know make sure you go check it out fez has his own show uh the uk riverhound podcast like go listen it's 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 really good stuff um so yeah great stuff from sims great stuff from the guys it wasn't always pretty because you know again you had guys that don't get a lot of minutes but that's part of what this was about was giving them more minutes to get their feet under them so that when they do step in either later in the open cup or later in the season that you know they do have you know They've got they got their feet under them. They're ready to go, and uh, there's no rust to be sh- shooken off, shaken off. So, um, so from that standpoint, it feels like mission accomplished. As a result, the Hounds get a matchup with Cincy in the next round. And and to be fair, the the game will be next Tuesday at 7 p.m. So we have one more show. We'll we'll talk more about Cincy next week, but our options were really either going to be either Columbus or Cincy. Josh, you are a Columbus fan. Are you happy that we got Cincy instead of Columbus? I mean, I, so as far as ranking best case scenario, worst case scenario, best case scenario was Cincy at home. As far as our chances of winning that game. Next up, I would say was Columbus at home and then Cincy away. And then it's Columbus away. I, I think those are the rankings of like what we wanted. So we got the second, the worst option. Uh, just having to travel away against an MLS side sucks. Um, it sucks for us as fans watching the game. Cause one, since he's farther away. So yeah. that, that makes it a, a harder ask to go in the middle of the week to go to a game. Um, where you have to travel like five hours to yeah. drive there. Um, the other thing that really kind of bites about it is like, you know, the atmosphere is probably not going to be great. It's it's going to be a giant MLS stadium, slightly empty because it's a USL side that they're playing against. So that blows. Um, but I think as far as the two opponents we could have faced, uh, since he's the better one for the Hounds to get a victory from. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. The the other team in our group was Detroit and Detroit was able to land Columbus at home, um, which is a bit of a bummer that Columbus goes to Detroit. But since he can't come to Highmark. um, But did you guys watch the draw by any chance? Because that was so fun to like it's no, 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 no. Talk about Uh, that because I didn't I did not see that. All right. So the way they did the draw was literally envelopes and then 
behind them at the table, they had little standees that said like group like A, B, C or whatever. So they would go fish style, fan out the envelopes and the person would pick one, open it up and like, OK, this person's at home and then fan them out again. Pick one. This person's at home for their match as well. And then the last two were like who they were facing away, like who yeah. the away team was for each one. Um so it was just the weirdest thing because it was like watching them shuffle envelopes and then like pick them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say like, so since he couldn't play Columbus. No. So really, we we would have had to get one of those two. Yeah. Um, it, once they didn't draw our, our name in the first two draws, I was like, well, we're away now. So that sucks. Yeah. So uh, we knew we were away. Um, and it's just like, who are we going to face? And then when... Detroit got Columbus like, okay, well, we already know it. we got Cincy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to your point about, you know, whether or not uh, that, that at least in terms of the team that we will be playing, not like where we'll be playing that Cincy is a better option. Um, since you're currently sitting in 11th place in the MLS East, they're averaging roughly a point per game after six games, but they have a goal differential of negative six. So they're letting in some goals. Um, now they do have a game basically three days earlier against Atlanta, who was fourth in the East. And then their game after ours is on the weekend against LAFC, who is the first place team in the West. So considering their slow start, the fact that they're in the 11th position in the East, it'll be interesting to see how much weight they put on this game versus focusing more on Atlanta and focusing more on LAFC uh, on the weekend you would kind of feel like they would, you know, maybe want to get the win and get some momentum going against us and hopefully take that into league play, whether or not they have a shot against LAFC, who knows. But um, we're going to talk about, you know, this game more next week. I think what's interesting is, you know, they're sort of sandwiched between two games. We have a trip to Las Vegas this weekend that we're going to talk about in a second. And then the following weekend, we get Atlanta 2 at home, um, also Robbie Mertz. So we're going to have to balance, uh, you know, how we approach this as well. Because, you know, I'm sure you want to go get the points in Vegas and you went to Atlanta. Kev, you're shaking your head. How do you approach this game? Are you just going in for the win? Oh, I would go all out. I mean, we have enough. We, we have a buffer with our amazing start. And, you know, I, if I'm putting myself in, there, in, in like the Hounds player's shoes, this is what I want to play for. I Like, I want to, you know. Yeah, I want to play at Cincinnati against Cincy, and I want to, you know, play well. I, you know, I, if I'm any, if I'm any of the big players, I'd be a little upset if I wasn't playing in the game, and I would want us to take it seriously. So, um, yeah, no, I would, I would go all out for Cincy. I think Kenny might be the only player that was around with the Hounds when Cincy was in the USL. The only other one might be Griffin, but yeah, I was thinking Griffin maybe, but. But like to know what that rivalry once was, or at least what since he was trying to make it by like bringing you know Bengals fans to the game and like trying to make it about city versus I mean, city, that absolutely contributes to it. But at the same time, I mean, even if like if it was just a random MLS team, like I just, I want to play. Oh in a big yeah, stadium. yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to play against a big opponent. Like that's that's yeah. what I would care about. Also, quick note too, it was Jesse Williams who played in the past for the Toby Sims goal. I just had to kind of correct that. Anyway, <laughs> the other yeah, Williams. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. It, it, and like, there are some cool storylines here because if you think about it, like, I don't know. Do you want me to get in more about Sensi or do we want to wait? I just Go realized. for it. Okay, Let's just okay, do okay. it. Let's do it. Um, we've never beat Sensi. We've had 
five losses against him and four draws. So there is a chip and we played them in the open cup before and gotten beat. So like there is a chip on our shoulder with Cincy. It would be nice. The first time we beat them was when they are MLS and we're in championship and be like, yeah, who cares? You still lost. So like there is that chip. So it it would be really, really cool to beat them while they're an MLS team. Um, And they've been, terrible in mls like they like i feel like even their fans are like kind of missing usl because that's when they were like top dogs and they've been bottom feeders uh pretty much since they went to mls so like this is a fun matchup in that aspect that there is this history like i don't feel like there's a rivalry between us and columbus there's just not like we've right. never really had like even footing and we played them in the open cup we lost against them once already it's like okay it happened they used to be our uh affiliate team back when we had affiliates with MLS. So it's there's not that history there as far as like a rivalry goes. But with Cincy, there is. So it's kind of cool that we get a fight or face them <laughs> in the Open Cup and like we could knock them out. Like that would be so epic. Um, so I, I am liking that aspect of it. It just really sucks that it's not home. Like that would have been, the, you know, I don't know. Like there's some talks about like how much we would draw. Uh, how many people would actually yeah. want to come and watch Cincy? Because it's like, oh, it's an MLS team. Eh, is it? It's Cincy. Um, so, like, <laughs> shots fired. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't know if it would have drawn as much, but I do think a lot of the regulars and a lot of the people who have like a passing knowledge of like USL and of MLS yeah. would have been like, cool, an MLS side is coming. So, like, let's show up. So I, I do think we would have filled up the stadium. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But still, it's a way. It's still going to be cool to watch this team face off against Cincy. And like I said, we'll talk about this more next week, but it will be interesting to sort of see how Lily ultimately decides to line up and, and, and the focus. Um, Cause you got to imagine that like Tuffy's in his ear. Like we need an MLS team at home. Like let's get an MLS team at home. Like, like, like let's get the win and do it. I don't know. And, I don't think Tuffy's in it. In it. Like, I, don't think <laughs> I think he wants this. I, I think he would. He want wants this. it. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I agree that he wants it, but I don't. I don't think he would go near Tuffy to give him anything. Or I don't think he. Would, I don't think Tuffy yeah. would go anywhere near Lily, like to to suggest anything. I'd be, I think he'd be like, Bob knows best. Like I, nah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So more more come, but I think a lot of people were at least happily uh, surprised when it hurt when we heard that you know it would be either Cincy or Columbus, and then we got Cincy Josh for all the reasons that you said that. Uh, that uh, you know there is that rivalry there so um so yeah we'll talk about that a little bit more next week before that though the hounds travel to vegas sin city saturday 7 p.m um just to sort of like paint things for this vegas currently sitting fourth in the west uh thanks in large part to usl player of the month nominee danny trejo who i mentioned he has five goals and four assists in six games so he has been crazy he yeah he has been putting in the work for vegas um, but as I mentioned, he leagues the league in goals scored, but right behind them is Dane Kelly and Albert Deagle with four goals each. So like we're only one off that pace with two players. So hopefully those guys can contribute and help to bury Vegas this weekend. When you compare the two teams, um, you know, just to sort of get a sense of what to expect, we have one more goal total than they do. So we have 12 to their 11, but they've played one more game than we have. So we're scoring more goals. They've given up 
12 goals, which is third worst in the league. We've only given up five. And again, they've played one more game than we have. So that sort of factors into it. But they've also faced twice as many shots this year as we have. So they faced 31 shots on goal. We faced 16. So um, they're basically averaging 5.2 shots on goal per game. We're only averaging 3.2. So that sort of lends some credence to the fact that their defense might be gotten at. Um, and on the weekend, they lost 3-2 to Colorado Springs, who we mentioned our buddy USL Stats, John. He has Colorado Springs ranked number one in the league, Hounds number two. Um, but that said, they they lost 3-2. They were gifted an own goal sort of the same way that you know we, we gifted Tulsa an own goal. So um, I, I don't think there's too much that you can read into that. Watching the, the highlights, they did not look that great. In my mind, you know, just looking at some of the stats, watching some of the replays, it feels like Lily's goal is really going to have to be to just put some pressure on their D, considering how many goals and chances they've given up per game, and then try to keep Danny Trejo quiet. And, like, if you could do those two things, like, I sort of trust our offense to get the job done. But, guys, you know, I know, Josh, there's a few people going out to Vegas. You're not going to Vegas, right? No. Yeah. Um, Josh, what do you what do you think about this game? They're not a good team. I mean, it's just flat out. They they are not. You were just like game. coming out swinging no, in the I second mean, half not. of this show, man. <laughs> I mean, if you like, they they had a clean sheet once uh, this season, and they just give up so many goals. Where it's just like, I don't think we're gonna have an issue with this team. The only thing I'm worried about, of course, is travel and and you know time zones yeah. and and just fatigue because of that, and just being off because of that because it is a long trip. Um, but overall, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is the way the, the open cup is sat between this game and Atlanta. It really kind of is the best thing for Lily. Cause like, this should be a pretty gettable game. And then Atlanta is a gettable game. So like, I'm not worried about Vegas. I, maybe this will be the first thing. Like, maybe this is our trap game or whatever, but I don't, I don't think so. I think this is a very gettable team. And uh, I'm expecting a high score line from us and hopefully not the same score line we saw uh, against Tulsa. Kev, what are you thinking? I mean, something similar. I I watched the highlights of the Colorado uh, Vegas game. Um, Yeah, Colorado looked good. (laughs) Um, uh, Vegas do look shaky. Um, And, you know, but we'll see. can you hear me still? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's thrown his mic you. across the room. He's just so there. We go. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, I unplugged uh, my headphones from the microphone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you know. I think it'll be fun. I think the atmosphere will be great. Uh, you know, and uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, I, it's. I, I I do think from from what the stats suggest and from the little bit I've seen on highlights from Vegas, it's. I think there's uh, some, I don't know, m- mismatch of, of what you might expect versus how, how they're actually playing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that, once again, I just don't, based on what I see of other teams and I see some deficiencies in areas, I just don't see the Hounds losing at least not in like the next few games i i could see it look i could legitimately see us go to vegas and come out with a draw like i think we're a better team than vegas um, i think we should beat them but i think josh you know 
all of what you're saying about travel and, and just sort of maybe thinking ahead to Cincy a little bit, uh, could it be a trap game? Yes, but I think a trap game for us at this point is a draw. It's not a loss. So I think that realistically this team should beat them. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens on the weekend. Um, it's, we're not quite at that point yet, but Kev, I'm starting to feel a little Liverpool-esque where you start to get a little bit more nervous that they're going to lose than you care about them winning. Um, Josh is like, no, not yeah, no, no. no, this is the best time I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's awesome. It, it's That's this the, way is the best be, yeah. art we've ever had. Like, this is yeah. just crazy fun times as far as I'm concerned. And I'm just going to ride this wave as long as possible. You can tell the players are feeling it, too. Like, there's yes. a swagger oh, almost. Yeah. yeah, which is great. It's great. Because that's, I mean, that is something that will carry you through, um, you know, even some tough times. So, no, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was. So, I mean, like, I, I look. I, I don't. I don't think Vegas is going to be Hartford. <laughs> I don't think they're going to. You know, I they they have some quality about them, especially in attack. But you know, I I think at the end of the day, I think they're were better. Just simple as. I feel like the Vegas team, as you expect, is built for flash, built for like, you know, just action fun. But it's yeah. it's definitely going to be easier time scoring against them than we've had against a lot of these other teams we've we've come up against so far. Um, just like looking at the score lines, it's crazy. Like five, four, like th- th- that's like this is going to be a high scoring game. I'm yeah. I'm just hoping that it's mostly racked up on our side and hardly any on their side. I think that'll be the interesting thing to watch is going to be how much do we focus on like let's just put as many goals as we can versus how do you shut down Danny Trejo like it, where where is the league gonna, are you going to have Rovi like man watch him all game like you know you did <coughs> Tyler yeah. Pasher, um or you know drink, drink yeah <laughs> um, I yeah you got to imagine that kelly and dequa and cicerone and dixon are just licking their chops looking at this back line so yeah forbes and if anything else you know if 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 we do get shown up for some reason um let's get actually i don't think osho would work i don't know if you've heard they've had a lot of drama right now because of uh the the safety around their field is pretty questionable they have like mattresses right next to the field where people are buying like boxies kind of type thing but it's like a mattress next to the field <laughs> and like uh they have like uh kind of like little pools like little like kitty pools that they put next to like you know hey you get up poolside seats and like crazy stuff like that and yeah. like players have complained that they're like i feel like i'm gonna run into it like some little kid because they're like literally right next to the touchline like just watch me play on a mattress and it's like whoop <laughs> so interesting huh. So who do, who do we contact about safety violations like That's that? That's right. Not, not OSHA. It might be OSHA. Let's just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um. All right. Let's let's bring it back. I feel like we're we're enough games in the season. We're not looking at the standings yet. We may have, but we're not going to put them up on screen. Kevin claims he is not. I'm going to pretend I like I haven't. I even though I know exactly what's going on. Um. Next three games we got Vegas. We got Cincy. We got, uh, what did I just say? Atlanta 2. Atlanta 2, yeah. I'm setting the over-under at 8. Are you taking the over? Or are you taking the under? 
What's the difference between eight? Okay, never mind. Go ahead. It's eight. it's basically three wins. Three wins. Three wins are not three wins. It's basically three wins are not three wins. Yeah. What do you, Kevin? You look like you're having a migraine wins. over there trying to figure this out. We're not going to get three wins. We're not. You don't think we're going to get three wins? No. So you're taking the under, Josh? Yes. I mean, we can't lose. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, but, but that could be could three points. Not. Yeah, we're not losing. It's the only two that can be yeah, lost or can be draws. The only two that can be draws is Vegas, not drawing against Vegas, or Atlanta, not drawing against Atlanta. So we could draw it, against Cincy, but that can't happen because it's the Open Cup. So we have to so win it goes or lose. The extra time. So that means that means that your choice at this point, Josh, is between six and nine. Yes. And so do you feel rather so then the question becomes, are you feeling more six or four more more nine? <laughs> Which uh, this is this is starting to get into some other gray territory. So we should Okay, I'm yeah. just gonna say I I'm I'm worried about the open cup game because I know Cincy is a weak MLS side, but it's still MLS side. So I'm worried about that. But I gotta believe. I, I said that we're not gonna lose, so we can't lose. So therefore I'm saying nine. All right, your your wife Liz agrees with you in chat. She says never nine happens. as well. That never. That never, <laughs> never. <laughs> Next so. week, let's get Liz on, and we'll drop Josh, and then she can. Say That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I'm happy to play the role all season of the of the bull crappy pessimist that always says, <laughs> "Guys, we're gonna lose." If that keeps if that keeps the ship balanced, I'm fine with that. But. uh we, Kev, we don't need that. I've been wearing this jersey for the past like two months, okay? And it's not losing. awful, but like, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah. So, so are, are you are you saying nine? Is your your bet nine then, Mike? I'm going to say nine. I'm right. going to say nine. Because my thought is is that since he, we're not. I think, I think, I think Compliment. we win in, I think we win in Vegas. I think Atlanta can be had. And I think that my concern is that since he has too many other problems right now and they got to figure it out in the league play. And so is, is a bunch of B MLS players going to perform as well as this offense and this midfield is playing right now. And that's the question. And so I think we're going to give them a run for it. And like Josh said, you, there's no draw. So, one correction: you said B MLS players. The B team is their regular well, team, so they're gonna be playing their subs. They're, they're so really it's C list MLS players that we're gonna be playing against. Just saying, Josh is just he is just coming out. Is this what happens when you like get to the bottom of a can by the end of the episode? You're just like <laughs> one can. Yes, that's, that's how very, lightweight just, I am. Very good. <laughs> Another plug for victory uh, beverages there. Yeah. <laughs> well that that is what we think let us know what you think if we put the over under at eight are you taking the over or the under i'm interested in how confident people feel about this team at the moment kevin is still shaking his head get over yourself you guys are nuts you guys are nuts pick guys any any sports team in the world and say with confidence that they're going to win the next three matches is like it's not probable but anyway they're not playing against cincy yeah exactly (laughs) exactly exactly feel good about this team um Guys, anything else for this one? We good? I got nothing. Still amazed that uh, undefeated and playing really well. So yeah, that's it's 
very, very, very good start to the season. A lot of really good players. We look really, really, really good. Yeah. Happy In... birthday, DeSantis. That's... Yeah, today was DeSantis' oh, yeah. birthday. So happy birthday, Nathan. Uh, good on you. Hopefully the guys did something embarrassing for you. and uh, Make it yeah. another year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All yeah, right, we well, really are playing into the pessimists. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, I need to One go. Foot I'm going to unplug my the grave. <laughs> Well, thanks, everybody. Um, I know my role. Like I said, let us, let us know what you think. This is your weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. We are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head over to bgn.fm and click the donate button to help us cover our expenses. Um, I keep saying we've got some awesome, awesome, awesome more Hounds content coming up. I'm not going to say any more than that, but you just have to sort of stay tuned because it's I'm super excited about it. But thank you, as always, for your support. And uh, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.